Support for Another Mother Runner and the following message comes from Addy, the first and only FDA-approved treatment for acquired, generalized, hypoactive sexual desire disorder, HSDD, in women who have not gone through menopause. See full prescribing information, including boxed warning regarding the use of alcohol, severe low blood pressure, and fainting in certain settings at addy.com pi. Symptoms of the HSDD include low libido and associated distress. To speak with a doctor about Addy from the privacy of your own home, visit addy.com AMR. That's A-D-D-Y-I dot com AMR. Welcome to another Mother Runner Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. Uh, is that my cue? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember if you were going to introduce me or not. Hey, this is Dimity here in Denver, Colorado, back from uh, a lovely weekend in Cape Cod, right? Extended weekend in Cape Cod for our retreat, our 79-woman retreat. It was pretty dang awesome. It was, and it was our fifth retreat, which is great. I, uh, I, I knew that, but it's, it's cool to see that we've racked up five. I know, I know. It helps when, you, when we do two in one year, because then we can <laughs> get twice as many in one year. Exactly. It's like a three-pointer in basketball. One yeah. extra point. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, and they showed their true badassery because there was a nor'easter on race day. Yes, there was. There, there was. It was. It was such a. It was such an adventure for them and for the runners, and then for the cheerers too. We had a good time oh, out I there. Um, I did a little Facebook Live video, and I swear I look like, um, you know, the weatherman coming in for Hurricane Michael. Yeah. I love it. Like, I'm like that was my that was my moment. That was my Al Roker moment, and I'm so happy that I finally had it. <laughs> You've been wanting one for a long time. I know. I have. It's been. It's, it's on my to do list, and I can check that one off. Yeah. Yeah. So it's amazing. Amazing to think that I um, went to strength class this morning and we had to do little runs to the corner, you know, kind of in between some exercises. I was like, oh my gosh, yesterday I was running along the Atlantic with a view of the Atlantic Ocean. And now I'm back here in Portland, Oregon. It's kind of, air travel is an amazing thing. (laughs) It is. It is this thing that's called an airplane that takes you up in the sky. Yep. Yeah, yep. no, we had some good workouts out there. I mean, I, I didn't run the race. You didn't run the race. Uh-huh. Um, but how many times did you run out there? I ran three times in Falmouth. Uh-huh. Good. Yeah. So I, I ran twice for uh, 30 minutes each, and that was good. Mm-hmm. And I did two um, strength training workouts with our people, uh, mm-hmm. 30 minutes apiece. So that's, um, that's two hours of exercise and then a lot of walking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I also had a... a Visited my mom for two days beforehand and stayed one night with a good friend from high school who lives in Westport, Connecticut. And I got to swim at the Westport YMCA in the most utterly delightful pool. Oh my goodness. It was, why, why was it delightful? So it was just, it was about a degree or two cooler than most pools are. Mm-hmm. And so it just, you know, you could sort of feel the water on you the whole time. Because sometimes when a pool is too, you know, almost body temperature-ish, um, to make up a new word, then, you know, you kind of, you, I don't know, you lose a sense of where you are and in the water. And um, there were 10 lanes, so there was no crowding. And I don't know, it just felt, there's some pools that just kind of feel fast and, and I don't know, pretty slippery. Yeah. 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 Slippery. That's yeah. good. Good. So you're swimming indoors these days or no? 
I am swimming indoors. <laughs> yes, I am definitely not swimming outdoors. Um, yeah, I've been back to my rec center um, and that's been good. And I've swam with a master's team oh. once. Um, I, I, a team is, it's more like a master's group. I, they don't really compete. I mean, I think there's a couple meets that people do, but um, I went on a Saturday morning and swam very far. But um, usually the, the coach's name is Melanie and she usually she just, we have, there's a whiteboard at the pool and usually she writes the work, the, the warm up on the very top. And then she kind of just dictates the workout, you know, as we go along, cause she's, mm-hmm. she's there swimming usually. Um, but this past couple of times I've gone to swim by myself, um, because I couldn't make the scheduled master's time and the whole workout was written on the board. Um, mm. so I was like, Oh, I'll just do it. And that's, uh-huh. I mean, that's so nice to have, um, it's, you know, laid out for you yep. and there. I'm like, Oh, do I really have to do four IMs in a row? And then, you know, but, um, <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I took today, it's Monday. Uh-huh. Um, I just took a good half an hour and foam rolled the heck out of my legs. They were very, very sore from sitting on a, uh, sitting in a cramps airplane seat for too long and uh-huh. all that stuff. And so tomorrow I'm going to go get back in the pool. So uh-huh. Looking uh-huh. forward to that. Good deal. Good deal. So let's dive into our questions. This first one comes from Elena in Brooklyn. Hi, this is Elena. I'm a mother runner from Brooklyn, and I just finished my first marathon in Chicago last weekend. And my question is about post-marathon sort of training. Um, I want to stay in similar shape, but I don't want to, you know, push myself too far. I don't want to be doing 20-mile long runs. Um, What would be a good average mileage for the week if you're not training for a super long run anytime soon. Uh, So thank you. And I love the podcast. Bye. So first off, congratulations, Elena, for completing your first marathon. That's Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So Dim, what's your thoughts? What's a good average mile mileage for a week? I mean, it's, it's just so, I think that's a pretty individual answer. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously you can give a range, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, I think somewhere, depending upon where you are and how injury prone you are and how much time you are have. I mean, I say three shorter runs a week between, you know, depend like 30 to 60 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. and then one longer run on the weekend, or, you know, if you have a weird work schedule, then, you know, maybe during the week, but, um, and that make that, you know, in the eight to 10 mile range, um, mm-hmm. whatever that shakes out to be. I mean, I, I know it's, it's so hard because people want to hold on to their marathon fitness, but yeah, um, yeah. you really can't. I mean, you can, but at the risk of um, injury and mental burnout, and that's just not worth it. Um, it's also because if you keep going up, at, you know, if you, if you maintain or go up and up and up, then you know, like how high can you go? There's that eventually you do have to kind of come back down and build back up again. And I know it is particularly right after a marathon. I think that's when it's like, Oh no, but I'm so fit. I just want to stay like this. And so sometimes I've, I've found that it takes, you know, several weeks to, you know, I don't know, two months or something like that to be like, Oh, okay. I really don't miss those super long runs on the weekend. And I'm really digging this, like deciding how, quote unquote, long I go on the weekends. And, you know, when you have more things going on, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, seven miles, that's going to be awesome. Or, okay, I have more time on my hands and it's a pretty day. I think I'll go for 10 miles. Sure. So, so and, it's, and it's there was, that flexibility. 
Yeah. I mean, I always, I always, I always remember like coming off a marathon or something um, equally, you know, like a, a, a long training block and be like, okay, I'm going to stay half marathon ready. Like that was always my goal, half marathon ready. So, you know, in a couple of weeks I could tune right back up. And I mean, I think that that is um, sometimes a little ambitious, but I think um, keeping yourself in that kind of range we just talked about, but also mm-hmm. not just running. Right. I mean, that's the thing is you've got to, um, Really, I mean, you can just run for cardio if, 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 again, you have a solid body and you're not gonna, you don't have any creaks or niggles going on. Um, but strength training, you know, is really going to help bolster and keep your body um, strong and solid so you can keep doing all that running. Right. And I also think that the more cross training you do when you're not training for a race, then the kind of quote unquote easier it is on your body than when you do jump into a training plan and there's so much more days of running because I don't know, the older I get, the more I think that there are like limited number of miles in the body. So it kind of parse <laughs> them out. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, that, that, there's something to that. I think a little bit. I also think there's something to, um, you know, taking a break and then, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So if mm-hmm. you, you know, if you want to, you know, take a spin class twice a week. Um, and then, you know, before your next training cycle, that's probably going to benefit you in, in, mul- in a multitude of ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also Elena might change her tone, her tune um, that, you know, she lives in Brooklyn. So in a, in a couple months when, if, if New York has a cold and um, blustery winter, then it's like, oh yeah, okay. You know, an hour outside sounds good instead of two hours outside. Sure, sure. Well, and the other thing, I mean, and this is just um, just a PS, but uh, Jen Harrison, who's one of the triathlon coaches, we were talking a lot about the off-season plans for mm-hmm. triathlon, and she, her motto is um, duration. No, I'm sorry. Um, frequency over duration. Frequency mm-hmm. over duration. And so that I think is another kind of. If, especially because I'm just reading this, she said she doesn't want to do a super long run anytime soon. So then that, that's easy to get and say, well, I'm not going to train for a half marathon. So, you know, I don't really need to go long. Well, maybe not, but if you run five times a week, that's probably better than going twice a week with more mileage. Does that make sense? So if you're going to yeah. do 15 miles, do five, 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 three miles five times instead of you know, seven and a half miles, two times. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I saw my PT, when I was dealing with my plantar fasciitis and he asked, he was like, Oh, how many times a week had you been running? And I said, Oh, you know, kind of varies, you know, kind of three to five. And he said that that's really the perfect number. If you are, you know, going to have running be your main sport, because he says any fewer than three times a week or any more than five or for some few people, six, you're really opening yourself up to to overuse injuries. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And then and run over that Brooklyn bridge. I remember, well, I don't know where you live in Brooklyn. I realize it's a large borough, but that is, <laughs> I do, I definitely love to do that when I lived, lived in uh, Cobble Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes on this show, my co-host and I make quips about not feeling particularly amorous toward our significant others, but sexual desire disorder is no joke. Support for Another Mother Runner and the following message comes from Addie, the first and only FDA-approved treatment for acquired generalized hypoactive sexual desire disorder, HSDD, in women who have not gone through menopause. See full prescribing information, including boxed warning regarding the use of alcohol, severe low blood pressure, and fainting in certain settings at addie.com pi. Symptoms of HSDD include low libido and associated distress. To speak with a doctor about Addy from the privacy of your own home, 
visit addy.com slash AMR. That's A-D-D-Y-I dot com slash AMR. So, all right, well, let's hear from Mimi in Chicago. Hi, my name is Mimi. I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois. I'm a new fan of the podcast. I'm very excited to ask you all some questions. Um, I'm training for my first ever 15K, and in my plan, I have one day where I do a short run with strength training, and I've noticed that it's really easy for me to bounce back from all of my running days, but the day that includes the strength training, I'm just zapped of energy. So I was hoping I could get some advice on what good recovery looks like in general and if that is different for strength versus cardio endurance days. All right. Thank you. Good recovery. Good recovery. Well, two things that pop out here to me. I mean, so she says that it's her days that she puts strength into her running that mm-hmm. zap her. Um, and I think um, if, if she's a newer runner, I think probably it's probably a little bit of that. And I also think it's probably cumulative exhaustion, mm-hmm. um, you know, cumulative training stress, I should say, instead of exhaustion. That's a little bit of a dramatic term. But um, I think it's important uh, to not lose the strength. Um, mm-hmm. And as I just said in, in the previous answer, but I think if, if, it, if those runs are feeling really challenging to you, you could break out the strength portions and do them, um, you know, on a different day or come home and do it after the run. I mean, mm-hmm. it probably has a, has a reason to have the strength in there. But again, like the biggest thing is that um, we want consistency. So if that's going to be like a deal breaker, let's take it out and, and, and shift it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some things that jumped into my mind, I was wondering if she has enough protein in her diet because mm-hmm. that's what just zapped of energy, particularly with the strength that, you know, hopefully she's building some muscle and maybe she doesn't have an, her body doesn't have enough building blocks in it to be building that muscle and then leaving her feeling fatigued. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, the way that we talk about it and simply nourish like a mother is most women who are training, um, do not get enough protein and, um, 60 grams a day, um, you know, if you think about 20 grams at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, are that's a nice place to start. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's going to change um, from individual to individual, but that's one place to see, you know, Mimi, if you can look at your protein intake and see where that is, and you might need to increase it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sleep, obviously, is such a big big, big part of training, especially as a newer runner and a 15K, you know, is not an insignificant distance. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I could talk all day long about how important <laughs> sleep is. Um, and uh, I mean, so, you know, get, getting what the way that uh, Sage Roundtree talked about it um, or talks about it in a recovery book is for every, um, for your weekly mileage. So say you're running Mimi, um, 20 miles a week, mm-hmm. you want to have um, 20 more minutes of sleep every day, right? So um, so add that on either as a disco nap or as getting <laughs> to bed 20 minutes earlier or, you know, or the, the backside, but it's kind of hard sometimes to, to um, push back that wake up time. Right. So you're saying to get as uh, a- an extra minute of sleep for each mile in your training, weekly training? I believe that's yes, yes. Isn't that isn't that the uh, equation? That's what it is. But I'm wondering if it's on t- like over a certain amount. Like I don't know, but it it definitely um, that 
that seems like that is that what I recall from Sage when she would attend our retreats. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, yeah. So, well, all right. Well, well and I mean, is there anything else that you would do for, I mean, definitely, I mean, it sounds like she's out of plan. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that, that should definitely have at least one rest day, if not two. Mm -hmm. um, easy runs need to be really, really easy. Like, yeah. you know, like talking the way that I am right now, not talking, you know, with bated breath. Mm -hmm. um, so just making sure that like, all these different little areas are, um, are kind of tended to Mimi, but that again, I don't personally, you know, having read your question and not talking to you one-to-one, -one, I don't think it's the strength. That's the issue. I think it's the cumulative everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, all righty. Well, let's move on to Kimberly from Lexington, which I assume she means Kentucky. Hi, my name is Kimberly. I'm from Lexington and I have a question about being interrupted while you're on the run and how to just set that aside and keep moving. Um, I've had a couple instances lately where this has happened. Um, a couple days ago, a man stopped me to tell me that a guy was looking at me. Um, and after assessing the situation, I could keep running. Um, and then another situation, a dog ran out after me. Um, and I was, it didn't bite me. I was okay. But I was really, after both situations, I was really upset. I was rattled. I was frustrated, feeling all the feelings, right? Um, and, you know, they were like a mile and a half into a five-mile run. And it, I could not set aside all those feelings to keep running and enjoy it. And I'm just wondering if you have any suggestions for when something happens during the run, how do you keep going? Thanks. Tim, I found this an intriguing question that, um, and it's not even just kind of big things, which I, um, you know, I, I, I found that situation that she talked about of the man stopping and telling her that the guy was looking at her. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I almost found the original guy more creepy than the guy that he said was looking at her. Um, so that, that, that could be a whole nother um, question in and of itself. But that um, I even think about, you know, like when you get a phone call, when you're on a run, like if your family calls and you know, your kids like crying cause their brother's picking on them or something, it can be just really cool. You send that to voicemail. You don't, you don't take that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> when so you see the family pick up. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So, so, you know, it, a lot can make you, you know, or even like waiting to cross a really long, you know, really busy street that has like a long light that you've, you know, completely hit at the wrong time. I feel that a lot can kind of knock you out of your, your groove. And I think so many of us go on the run to get it, to get in that groove. Sure, sure. So how do you refine it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so first of all, I'm glad that, you know, she assessed the situation with the the weird gawkers and, mm -hmm. um, and felt okay to keep running. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, I think a lot of it is um, just kind of talking yourself down, right? Yes, it's just yes. saying like, okay, all right. You know, if I was Kimberly talking to myself, okay, Kimberly, this just happened, um, you know, and that sucks. I'm sorry, you know, that I don't want to be in this situation. I want my groove back, but I'm going to take a couple deep breaths. I'm going to focus on my footfalls. I'm going to, you know, maybe put on a new song or new mm -hmm. podcast if you're listening to something and just kind of try as, as best you can to, to hit the mental reset button. Mm -hmm. um, and even if that means literally talking out loud, 
Yeah. No, that's, I was talking to her. Yeah. 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 Not so not just in your head, not just saying, Oh, Sarah, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But saying out loud, you're fine. That, that car, you know, went change lanes, didn't hit me. You know, I am okay. Yeah. You know, those sort of things. Um, and uh, I know that when I, this situation brings to mind the um, hatchet wielding woman that I encountered on the bike ride a um, month or two ago, and you know, like you say about switching the music, I was, I was, whatever I was listening to, I'm like, nope, that song is gone now. Sure. <laughs> you know? sure. Oh, and what's going to be my power song? And and you know, just kind of, and then focus almost hyper vigilantly on that. You know, I was like, okay, man, Ariana Grande is amazing. This is why I love Ariana Grande. You know, this whole thing just to to pull myself and distract myself from the, from because I was safe and you know I was not being followed and you know I had called nine one one and it was all like the situation was passed and I had not been harmed by it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a lot of it is um is like recentering yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And so um you know if that is you know going back doing like a body scan you know starting from your mm-hmm. feet up and feeling your feet touch the ground and mm-hmm. and then feeling um you know your legs and feeling how strong they feel and then feeling your core and making sure your shoulders are relaxed and that your your hands are not you know gripping you know you're not white knuckling things um mm-hmm. i also think it's a really good practice you know because um it's a, a, a mental toughness through a dog or, you know, some creepy guys, probably not the way that we want to get it. But mm-hmm. I mean, often that it can happen in a race. You know, I've seen a couple races. What was the one um, where the train was going through? Oh, well, that happens to Portland Marathon a lot. Okay. It might've been the Portland Marathon, you know, where you're on pace and all of a sudden like, oh my gosh, I have to stand here for 10 minutes, you mm-hmm. know, or, um, or something happens in a race that you don't, you didn't expect and you lo- lose your groove. How are you going to get it back? You're going to, mm-hmm get it back by, you know, finding your groove back within yourself. And then also, I mean, the other thing that is, um, the the next thing that I would do after that, after I, if I was listening to something, changing it up is like focusing on something in front of me. Like, so how am I, I'm going to get to that thing and then I'm going to keep going and then I'm going to keep going. I mean, it's a little bit of like faking it until you make it right. And so you just keep going, um, you know, and not letting yourself off the hook. Because yeah. it is, it's, it's, it sucks when you have to, it's one thing, you know, if you have to turn around for an injury or a, a truly sick child in an emergency or something, but it's another thing to be kind of disturbed by just a, what feels like just a speed bump. And the more that you can kind of get over that by calming yourself down and then grounding mm-hmm. yourself and then focusing forward, I think that, that would be kind of how I would handle that. Yeah, and definitely. I mean, if it is something like your your kid calling, because um, if you can't tell, I get a lot of um, calls from like Daphne. John won't let you know. He keeps coming into my room and trying to get the cat. You know that sort of thing, and that you know, I just tell myself, Daphne, you got to deal with it yourself. You know, talk to John, and I'm I'm on a run. I'm hanging up the phone now, and then just reminding myself that I'm not there. I can't do anything about it. My kids will figure it out on their own. You know, like yeah, just, for sure, for and, sure. Instead of just thinking like, "Oh, I feel so badly for Daphne. Oh, John can be so annoying." You know that sort of thing, and just I'm not there. I can't. You know, right now I can't do anything about that situation. So here I am, and oh my gosh, look how beautiful the fall foliage is. Exactly, exactly. I don't get many calls on the run. I guess I should I should knock on wood right now, <laughs> or during the oh no, <laughs> no wait, that's my. <laughs> Well, if a dog interrupts your podcast, <laughs> yes, exactly. the dog, that's my mom's dog, Alice. Oh. Alice, 
Alice of the Palace is here. Um, so sorry. She, I, did, I forgot that she was a Barker. Um, or she can be Alice from Dallas too. It depends on uh, how she's feeling that day. Um, yeah, no, I don't, the only, the only time I feel like I've ever been like, Hey guys, is when I was at, uh, when I was training for swim run and, um, like, you know, we all stream Netflix on our devices, like every good American family. And, um, and so like all of our streaming licenses, like I think you can do like two devices oh, yeah. on the mm-hmm. basic plan or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, test them, like get off Netflix. Right now. <laughs> like, I need it for the next hour on the Stairmaster. So <laughs> priorities here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's, a, that's a really good question. And I, I'm, I'm curious if anyone else has any other um, suggestions uh, to, to kind of uh, let us know. Yeah. Tweet at us or put it on our Facebook page or something. Yeah. yeah. So our final question comes from Carrie in suburban Chicago. Hi, my name is Carrie. I'm calling from suburban Chicago, and I have a question about flexibility in a training plan. I'm hoping to run my second half marathon this spring, but when I plotted out the weeks, realized a amazing family reunion spring break is happening on week 11. Do I just pick another race? Is there any way to wiggle from harder week to shorter week? I'm sure I can run some but we're actually going to be in Europe. So I don't want to count on exact mileage. Um, I want to focus on my fun family spring break. Thanks for the help. So I want to know if Carrie can pack us in her luggage. So um, she's going to London. Is that She's right? going to Europe. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. London might be on the docket. Not exactly sure. Oh, we're not sure. That's it's a greater European area. Yep. There's yeah. lots, lots, lots of places to roam. Um, so yeah, yes. Um, I don't think Sarah, you or I are duffel bag sized anymore. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so, so it's her second half marathon. So she wanted to know if she could either um, put a harder week to a shorter week. Um, so like our switch some weeks around, mm-hmm. um, and if, if she's doing one of the train, like a mother plans that are 15 weeks, mm-hmm. I would say yes, but we really want that last, um, taper to be the traditional plans are, um, the taper kind of comes in at week 14 and 15. So, um, as long as you have that last long run, um, week 13, we want to make sure that that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but then after that, I mean, you know, I would probably just stick with, with, the plan as is just knowing that your time, I, I would try to get in a couple runs while you're off, you know, Europeing around, whatever, you know, seeing <laughs> castles and going to operas and eating lovely Venetian, you know, gelato delicacies. What's that? <laughs> gelato. Gelato. Venetian though. Oh yeah. I'm thinking of Vienna. I was thinking oh, Vienna. The Sausages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was not thinking sausages. I was thinking pastries. Like, you know, the tea setting is a big, or going for tea is a big thing, right? The Mm -hmm. little tea sandwiches Mm -hmm. and the little... Mm -hmm. The petty fours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those, yeah. (laughs) Um, But I would try to get in a couple runs. And I mean, that's such a fun way um, to see the sites, especially if you, you know, as long as you're on a route that you have mapped out or someone knows where you're going to be and that kind of thing. I mean, if you can kind of go in the earlier morning and check things out when, you know, people are still kind of bringing in their wares for the day and that kind of thing. <laughs> You're really painting a picture. Like you see these fishermen like slinging their catch and, you know. Yes, I do. I do. Well, I kind of do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, getting in, you don't have to do, follow the plan exactly to the letter, but getting in three, like we talked about earlier, I mean, like three to four runs, you don't have to necessarily do your long run, but 
again, you don't want your legs to, you don't want to come back from vacation and your legs to be like, whoa, what's this? You know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I take a different tact. I would pick a different race because depending on how long they're going to Europe, I just, particularly when I go, it's one thing to like, you know, when I go see my mom in Connecticut or when we go to Kansas city for business, you know, it's easy to fit in a run, but you know, the time difference, my goodness, I just think that the, you know, that just kills me. Jet lag going to Europe is just a butt kicker in my book. And to, you know, to say, oh, get up before your family. I mean, when I've gone to Europe, there are days that I can barely get out of bed, like before 2 p.m. Okay. <laughs> and so, so um, particularly since she sort of hasn't had I don't know, she doesn't sound exceptionally wedded to the race and that it's her second one. So that this is, um, you know, I think the more races you've done, the more, you know, we, we still all have to put in the training, but that you can kind of just even fake the race, you know, that, that you can kind of just kick it out. But this, I don't know, I would encourage her to pick a different race because I think it is so special to be going to Europe. You know, it's, sure. it's not Florida and what should I do if it's super humid, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see that too. I mean, I guess it just depends upon how wed she is to that race. I mean, mm -hmm. it sounded to me like she's just going to be gone for a week. If she's mm -hmm. gone for longer than that, then I think that's going to be, I mean, it's going to be definitely an adjustment either way, but I do think if you only have a week there, then really trying to get on that schedule right away, you know, and I think one of the best ways to kind of get the travel yucks out is to go for like an easy 20 or 30 minutes. Is it pleasant? No, but is it effective? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, I mean, I guess, you know, I, I agree with you um, in a lot of respects. So I guess it, I would also ask, um, Carrie asked, you know, how, how important is this marathon, this, this half marathon to you? And is there a, is there another option, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Something that's interesting. Cause if she's going to go run with all of her, you know, say moms on the run pals, then, you know, go do it. You know, that's Have true. Fun. That's very true. Yeah. Or maybe, um, I don't know if, if she comes back and it, you know, maybe is there opportunity to step down to the 10 K or something like that? If she comes back and doesn't feel great about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 But cool. That, that sounds like a fun uh, spring break. I know. My goodness. Yes. So, um, so Dim, actually, you know, we had that flood of questions and now when I went back in, um, <laughs> are we out again? It's, the a, well dry? it's an ebb and flow. Yeah. Um, so we're definitely in need of questions. And, uh, would you like to give the phone number that people call in with questions? Um, I sure would. It is, um, four, seven, zero badass, which is four, seven, zero, two, two, three, two seven seven one right so it's um, badass one mm -hmm. ba oh badass one i'm sorry yep it's badass one in fact <laughs> um <laughs> and you can have questions I, I mean i i like the question about losing or flow i mean it does definitely doesn't have to be all really hardcore training questions um so if there's something about motivation or inspiration or what's your favorite running song or I don't or know. I have to say also, I know Alex would like to uh, chime in because he thinks people should call in and ask us parenting questions. Yeah. Well, I kind of put the kibosh on that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So no. So, um, so when you do call 470-BADASS-1, please make sure to give your first name and tell us where you're calling from. Keep your message to 90 seconds or less. Um, and then also please tell your friends about this show as well as the regular Another Mother Runner podcast. And we'd love if you'd post on social media about it. Try to convert your friends, colleagues, family members, running partners into being AMR podcast listeners or even better 
turn them on to how to listen to podcasts because I think only about a third of Americans listen to podcasts. So let's let's convert those, that other two thirds. <laughs> it's the wave of the future. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. So keep the questions coming. We're here with answers.